Here he is. Hello, mate. Can you hear me all right? I can hear you. Welcome to the Hitting the Areas podcast with me, Jamie Roberts, and my co-host, Richard Kyson. Rich, how are you? All good, Jambo. You okay? Yes, good, mate. Episode four. We are getting through them, Rich. Buzzing, mate. What's to how I mean, we're doing quite a few interviews at the moment. <laughs> we're flying. We've got, another, we've got another four booked in this week. I think so. Something like that. We are we are going through. I mean, it's great stuff. We've got so many people that want to come on. Uh, there's so many people that we want. We we've asked and have said, yeah, absolutely. And some of the guests coming up, Rich. You know, we, we've course. had brilliant brilliant so far, but they they they're just getting bigger and and and. It, it, it's starting to take off a little bit and I'm absolutely delighted. Um, just need a few more followers on Twitter <laughs> <laughs> and Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, today we have got a Premier League scout. We have got Academy Acquisition Scout at Crystal Palace Football Club, Justin Girdler. So, you and I know Justin. You know Justin a lot better than I do. You've you've been very good friends with him for a long time. Yeah. Just tell us a little bit about Jay. Yeah. Uh, so as as you're about to hear, um, I've known Justin a long time now, probably around about 10, 12 years. Uh, he started playing for my Sunday side. Um, and then we both got involved in some scouting. Um, and it's kind of gone from there. And I, I've, I've been amazed and proud of where he's gone in the game so far. Uh, he's worked for some big clubs, worked for some brilliant people. Um, so let's start hearing about it. Absolutely. Yep, let's welcome on Justin. Justin, how are you, mate? Not too bad, you? Good stuff. Yeah, really good, really good. Rich, you good? Yeah, all good here. Thank you very much. No worries. Okay, so uh, Justin, uh, Justin Girdler is our guest today. Uh, Justin is a scout at Crystal Palace Football Club. So we're going to talk to Justin today all about the sort of scouting network, all about his job um, and, and what people may not know goes on in the scouting world. Rich, do you want to just bring in? Yeah, so um, Girdle, I think it started cool, quite, quite a few years ago now. We, we both went down to Brentford um, for a trial match against yeah. Reading under 18s. Yeah, November 2012. Blimey, you remember that well. Um, one point I just want to make quickly in that game, I actually said that that the best player on the pitch was Uche Piazu, and he's now playing in the Championship for my Wicked Wanderers. So <laughs> I just want to make that clear early on. <laughs> um, so yeah, if you can just tell us how how it sort of started, um, and and then sort of went on from Brentford to other clubs. Yeah, uh, I mean, it kind of come full circle, ain't it? Really, because. Um... Yeah, it was only off. I think you did a, a Facebook post about the fact that you were buzzing for an opportunity to get into scouting, and I was looked at and was like, oh, I wonder if I wonder how you get into that. Message you, and you sent it was like a an advert on the Brentford website. That's it. That they needed volunteer scout, and it was just a case of apply, and. Uh, yeah, filled in all the details. They came back to me. You kind of do like a brief football TV kind of background. To be at my stage, it was just playing and refereeing, and got invited to go to the Reading Brentford FA Youth Cup game at the third round. 
in November, possibly the coldest night ever. <laughs> it was freezing, it was I do remember freezing. that. freezing. And uh, got asked to do just uh, player reports for the game, pick out the best three, and I hate to use worst three, but the three players that were of the least ability in the game. Yeah. Uh, so basically, you just try and quite see, so you're, you're just qualifying your your knowledge of the game, what you're looking out for, little bits, what players do well technically, physically, and just things like that. And then off the back of that, it was a case of yeah, we you know we've we've got some roles going, and we'd like you to get started. From there, uh, worked with a guy called Joe Monks, who yeah. is the Colchester United head of academy recruitment. Um, been very successful in the game. Uh, worked at quite a few clubs and just spent a year voluntary going everywhere, everywhere in the, I'd say, kind of south, kind of London, greater London, as far as Ellsbury, um, Hertfordshire, just going to midweek under 18 games, just looking for players uh, that potentially could get into Brentford's youth team at the time. Okay. Did that go down to the Allied Counties? That was a big league for us. Yeah. So, so yeah, like your Maidenheads, Maidenhead were always the big, were always the biggest team that, and they even had a player just last year who's gone straight from Maidenhead, a sixteen-year-old straight from Maidenhead to Derby County, started the season really well, uh, scoring against Cat One Premier League opposition. So there are players at that level. It's yeah, yeah the minute you stop, like there isn't. There's no such thing as oh we shouldn't we shouldn't watch that level or there's no there's no players at that level nonsense there's players everywhere but they're just they're hard to come by you got to you know you got to potentially go out for a whole year just to find one player yeah I I'd, okay, I'd, I'd back that sorry Rich I'd back that up because years ago I played against um a guy that's now at Maidenhead United um and he was playing for Bulldog Town hmm. um and I think he was only what eighteen maybe at the time. Um, his name's Josh Josh Colley, and I, you know, if I pronounce that wrong, I do apologise. But he then got picked up by Norwich. Yeah. Um, so I mean, like you say, there's still ability in non-league and in Allied counties, and, absolutely, and, and and these sort of under eighteen leagues that it's it's out there, and I, I completely agree with you. Yeah, it's it is out there to get them. There's there's definitely an arrogance in football at the moment as well, especially the higher up you go in the. If you've not been in the system by the time you're 14, 15, that you know, then you then it is real needle in a haystack. But that's where your Jamie Vardy's come from. Yeah. Like that. So there are always players out there. Yeah, you might have to put in a bit of time and effort, but there's always roles, there's always chances that you know, can't they're even... often the most rewarding ones, aren't they? You oh, know, you're sort of Jamie Vardy's your, your Lee Trundles, they're the most rewarding ones. But the, the thing is, like you could, you could, you could sign an under nine at Tottenham, at Arsenal, at Crystal Palace, and they get to under eighteen and they don't make it. Mm. If you get one in the other end of the the other end of the academy spectrum, like under eighteen, but you Jamie Jealouses of the world, yeah. you know, yeah, you you haven't got that far to get a pro, and when you're in the program, all you need is opportunity. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, definitely a hundred percent. I I just think. Yeah, that's always the advice: is don't ever give up. Like, especially non-league, 
other other areas where kids get given opportunities. Like 17, okay. 16, 17, 18, you're always looking, always looking to try and find young players that are playing at that level because yeah. they, they're used to playing with men. So they're going to have ability that nine times out of 10 isn't seen in academy football. So okay. it's, a, it's a different skill set. So yeah, you might only find one a year, maybe even one every two years, but the chances are they're going to have a good career at that level. Now, the chances they're going to make it as a pro somewhere in the game are f- much far greater than if you sign an under nine. Yeah. Um, so just for the the sort of people out there that might not know what the process is. So let's say on a cold Thursday night, you've been down to Uxbridge um, and you've seen a player that you really like. Yeah. Um, what's the process from there? If you can just sort of explain it to to everyone. Um, yeah, just sort of what's involved. So, so most clubs nowadays will have club DNA, what, uh, what the players they're looking for. We were, I was lucky at a time with Brentford where it was a case of just find good footballers. My, the head of recruitment at the time was a guy by the name of Sean O'Connor, who oh, just one of the best in the game, absolute one of the best. The guy who found Jack Wilshere involved wow. in Alex Awobi. Um, just, yeah, and it was just a case of he didn't, because you're new into the game, he doesn't overcomplicate it. It was just go and find me players. So you, your first thing is you're looking for the best players in your region. They might not be good enough, but you're highlighting them. And sometimes it's about showing that there aren't any players in your region, but you have highlighted the best ones. Yeah. Uh, it's just a case. Like you normally, the FA tend to break it down into the four pillars of tactical, attack, tactical technical, intelligence, and physical. And they're, they're, they're four solid ones that you need at any level of football. Um, so you just you just write reports off of that. What are okay, the, so, the um, What are the areas of improvement? And it's just if you believe in the players, you you do more than one report. You get in a couple of reports. You start getting onto your line manager, and just saying, "Look, we, I think we really need to look at him." Okay. And sometimes out of ten, it'll either be a case of your line manager will then go and watch him, or there'll be like a talent ID day or an event where you can get the players in at the training ground and you get to have a look at them. Yeah. Okay. So from Brentford, am I right? You went to Wolves. Is that right? Yes. So I did a bit, I, I kind of flat, I flattered around a couple of roles at Brentford, um, but just to avoid going into detail, I just I moved phases and roles. And then an opportunity came up to go into Wolves who uh, Cat One Academy they were in the championship at the time. So this was okay. just on their way back up into the Premier League. And it was scouting other clubs' academies. Okay. Um, so again, what was the what was the sort of main difference you had from sort of Brentford asking you to just look at um, the sort of best footballers? Yeah. What, what were then Wolves asking you for? It's... I'm probably not doing the job justice, but to me, it doesn't need to be overcomplicated. The only difference is the difference of the levels of the players you've got at the football club. So, so when you go from, I mean, look, Brent, Brentford was a complete anomaly. 
Brentford were ridiculously talented players that were well above their category status. But for Wolves, the kind of barometer was just that bit higher. So you're not looking, all of a sudden, you're not looking for the best players in West London, in Greater London and the home counties. You're now looking at the best players in other clubs, academies in the South. So the level from what you're looking, the pool of where you're looking to find players from, the level is just higher. So, yeah. so that, that that's all it is. Like it's not, it's not to me. It's not difficult. It's just the the main things are always knowing the levels of the players you've got at the football club you work for, and just trying to find better ones. Yeah, it it it, it really isn't much harder than that. I don't think. Okay, yeah. So just before we go on to um, more more about yourself. Um, who who do you so from your time at Brentford uh, and then Wolves? Yeah. Are there any names out there that, that that any of our listeners would know um, that you sort of come about in in those years at those two clubs? I think the one that always it was always it was kind of almost the one that established me. Um, depending on listeners' um, footballing backgrounds, but it's probably Keshi Anderson. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he was. He was at Barton Rovers. Barton Rovers, yeah. And he was the the non-league part-time Pele, they called it. <laughs> which, just a, I mean, that's an amazing name for a start for a goal scorer. But um, it was just, he was just scoring goals. And the league just came about just, just scrolling through Twitter, social media, then looking at club websites, top goals. It's an easy one. Like people, like, they, they look at stats and they're always trying to find important stats. The easiest stats are always top goal scorer. Right, I'll go and watch him. Um, teams at the top of the league scored lots of goals. Right, I wonder if they've got anyone goals against. Who's got the best goals against? Right, they must have a decent defence or a good yeah. goalkeeper. So that, that is pretty much how Keshi came about. Was... You're, making, um, you're making scouting sound really easy, mate. Well, but... It's. I mean, it's. I think you you have to have a certain type of. You have to watch football in a type of way. It's. I don't. I don't think scouting's hard. I think you just have to. You just have to watch football in a particular way. So when you're a football fan, you watch it. You're invested in your team, but you can also be a football fan that just watches football. They they love watching football, and. I, think I always take it back to so like my how I watch football goes back to this is going to sound stupid, but when I was a kid and playing Sunday league football, I got a really nasty Achilles injury when I was 13, lost all my pace. And my dad was always into me after that, right? You haven't got any pace anymore, so you've got to be more intelligent than the other kids. You've got to try and anticipate what they're going to do as and when they do it. But then okay, all of a sudden I started good. to adapt, even like as an under 13 in a in a Middlesex Sunday Blues League, I just started, you know, trying seeing passes as quickly as possible that other kids don't even think of or trying to read their passes as they're doing them or thinking about it. Yeah. As I watch football, I'm the same now. I'm always looking for minor details, things off the ball. Um I think there's loads of football fans out there that watch football like that. They're just, you can have your own football team. You can still just watch football and enjoy it. And when you watch football at that level, 
then you're watching it for the best players, the best defenders. If you haven't got an allegiance to the two teams playing, you're just watching football. That's what scouting is. As long yeah. as, as as long as you know, as, as pe- don't get me wrong. People along the way, they they teach you things to look out for, little bits like body language, body language off the ball, body language when they're receiving the ball. It, mm. It's only finer little details that you pick up along the way. But like a lot of a lot of people that are scouts have coaching backgrounds. I have no. The only coaching background I've got is like a C a C level. FA of Wales goalkeeping thing, which, <laughs> which I, I only did because I wanted to improve my knowledge of goalkeeping. Um, but other than that, I'm not a coach. I hate coaching. I, I hate watching sessions. I'd all the power in the world to the people that do nothing against it. It's just not for me. Yeah. So when Talking I go to- in, so when I go into football clubs, like there's all these people I've got coaching backgrounds. Oh, what's your football background? I played and I refed. Sunday League, like that. That's <laughs> it. Like other than that, I'm just a football fan who, over yeah. time, has just put myself out there, put myself around people to learn and to try and improve. And it sounds like that's been the biggest thing. Um, as I say, because I've known you quite a long time, it sounds like the sacrifice is the biggest thing that that has got you where you are now. Is that uh, right? Hundred percent. That's that's the only thing that's got me to the levels I've got to is sacrifices. Example, I mean, I'll give you, these are, like, this is going to paint me out to be the worst parent in the world. But <laughs> um, So when my second child was born, we were at Stoke Mandeville in the day. My wife gave birth in the morning and I left halfway through the day because we had a, because we had a trialist in at Brentford that night. Brilliant. And <laughs> so, yeah, so some people are going to go, Jesus, but like even... You've got. To, I'm on it 24/7. I'm on it on Christmas Eve. I'm on it uh, when, when you get a request to go to Bristol on a Friday night, 7:30 kickoff. You know you're not getting back till one o'clock. No. Um, if if you want to if you want to do it, there's nothing to stop people doing it. The the thing that stops people from being scouts at the moment is everyone wants to do it and get there as quick as possible is it oh, yeah. it's not going to happen you you got to take time you got to learn because ultimately you're going to make mistakes along the way and yeah. if you are lucky and get into a big club straight away and you make that first mistake it could be a big one and your career's done yeah so any anyone can be a scout you've just got to accept that you're probably going to volunteer for a season maybe maybe a little bit longer but when I was employing volunteer scouts at Brentford, I would always say to them, work smart. Wherever you live, there's a local league. There's probably going to be a park that's got four or five football pitches on that are realistically going to have the same league with teams going on around you. So, for example, like in London, there's, you know, you can go anywhere and there'll be 15, 16 pitches on. So only travel to the one venue and watch as many games as you can and you've just your knowledge level off of that one day, off of one. You're not the idea that I always try to do was don't travel too far. Uh, don't yeah. don't try, it's gonna it's gonna come out of your own pocket. But try not to make it too bad. So work smart. Go to your local areas. Know who your best players are in your region, and the rest will come. So that when if players do go into other clubs, someone asks you their name, and it's like, yeah, he plays for Tring. 
He plays for Ellsbury. He plays for he plays for Team United. Yeah, you already know, and that that's that gets you that gets you far in football. It's just having that knowledge. Okay, brilliant. I, I can relate to that a bit, Rich, because it, it, even like you say, uh, uh, at our level um, in non-league, there's times where I've literally gone to a park to watch what we'd call the Aylesbury District League. Yeah. Or I've gone and watched potentially a school game and I've actually picked up a great little find from a school game and he plays for us now. Um Darian, yeah, and 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 that was literally going on the word of another lad that was played for our team, and he said, "Come and have a watch of us." And I went and watched, and I saw this lad in midfield. He was tall, he was brilliant on the ball, and I just went, "I want to want him to come and join." And he came and joined. We got him an FA Cup appearance at Risborough Rangers, um, and and now he's now he's with us at Tring, and you know it, it, he's still. Bags of ability, bags of ability, See, that, and like you said, and, and me and Rich do exactly the same as you. Yeah, when we're looking at league tables on on FA full time, and we're looking at player stats, and we're going, God, he's got twenty goals in nineteen games. He's got to be worth going and having a look at that mm. type of thing. Mm. So 100%. I can completely relate to yourself, even at our our standard. And again, it's it's about knowing what you're looking for. That's the thing. Like some people will try and. Some and that's the dangerous. Some people try and overhype it and make it sound yeah. like it's it's bigger than what it is, but it isn't. It's the same for me at Crystal Palace. It's the same for you guys at Trent. The only difference is the levels that are in the building and the and what we get. That's it. We're just looking for better than what. So when you go out to watch players, you're just looking for some players that might improve the group. It's the exact yeah. same thing as what I'm doing at Crystal Palace. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. But and that's the thing. There are. Like some people will kind of not well when they hear like oh it's goals and things like that that they they just won't be interested. But then there's how many you guys do it. It's the football, you know. The, you you don't get the money back for the, the amount of hours and the time you guys do. And there's no. there's how many millions of people like you up and down the country that could easily walk into scouting roles in football clubs because you're already doing it. Yeah. It's... I just got one question, and this this might be this isn't aimed at sort of catching you out, but mm. what I, what I want to know is if who's the biggest name that that you might have looked at, watched once or twice or three times, and you've made that call. You've thought, hang on, he, I, I don't think he's good enough for us, but has then gone on to prove you wrong. Hey, do you know what? So many scouts would be scared of this because they don't want to look bad. <laughs> I've got I've got a hall of fame of these ones, uh, it's, and that's the thing. Look, we're not perfect, um, no, exactly. And and the thing is, you can see players, and they just have off days. Like I say, I, yeah. I can. I mean, Jude Bellingham, uh, he's a British really? and played for England. I've watched him play for Birmingham's academy twice, and giving him C grades both times because he didn't have that good a game. It's one of them where you know his reputation, you know his ability. Yeah. Yeah, but in the back of my mind, I'm always thinking, if someone else, if someone who I work for is at the, knows someone who's at the same game as me and goes, "Oh, how did he do?" and he goes, "Eh, he was just average," and then they look and I've and I've given him an A just because he's Jude Bellingham. Yeah, I've never ever done that. So there's, there's Jude, 
Um, Omar Richards, I think, has just gone from oh, yeah. Reading to Bayern Munich. To Bayern. The, um, just okay in under-23 football. Under-23 yeah. football can make an absolute mockery of scouting. Like Jaff Tanganga at Spurs. When he yeah. when he got the call up for the first team, I thought, oh, I don't know about that. Um, I've watched him a couple of times. He's, he's okay. He's he's good. He's he's at. A, I wouldn't watching him at under twenty three at Spurs. I'd say yeah, he's he's there and thereabouts at that level. You just don't know until they cross mm, the line yeah. at the, whether it's at the training ground into the first team. Um, sometimes just getting an opportunity, and it's it's just on. So. The thing we we can only report on what we see. I like to say, Jude exactly. probably one. Um, mate, there's loads. There's loads. It, <laughs> you, just, you can only report. See on what you're seeing. Yeah, yeah. and it's, it's Rich, we we we've done that quite a bit. Rich. Me and me and Rich have been on the odd occasion down to Adams Park to watch Reading under 23s, mm. just to sort of have a look at the, the guys that are coming through. I mean, we've seen I've seen Trent. Down Do you there. know this you is know, the I've biggest seen, one? We saw Marcus Rashford play for Man United. Oh yeah, he did not stand out. He, he was bang average. He weren't at it in United's academy. He wasn't. It, at it. No one will. No one. Everyone. Everyone will tell you now. Oh, we always knew he had it. We always knew he had it. Mm-hmm. His name was not spoken about to the no. level it is now. Even in the under eighteen yeah. season. Look, and that's the thing. It's and it, I, I would need to be careful to make. To make, to realize it's not a knock on them, they've taken the opportunity, and yeah, that and that's yeah. sometimes that's 100%. sometimes the thing, especially when you get to under twenty three football, where I will then flip it on players because the level you can watch, you can watch a lot of under twenty three mm. games, and the level's just meh, you know, it's it's not that great. Yeah, and I and think pe- we've seen a bit of that in the in in the what's called the Papa John's Trophy now, yeah. where where you see some of these teams getting spanked by your likes of Newport, and you, you're just wondering how they need that. They they yeah. need that. I'm a massive, yeah. I'm a massive fan of that trophy because under 23 league. And look, I'm not. It's not because everyone's saying at the moment, oh, the has got to be done about it. has got to be done about that league. I agree a little bit that, but ultimately, them players are playing year year for their next contract. The coaches can only do so much. The players are the ones that are putting it in. I think players need to recognise when you're under 23 level, you're you've really got to take the opportunity. Don't don't go crying if you if you get released at the end of a t- under 23 season where you've just you've just been okay. It's mm, sometimes yeah. it can be possession football. You've got you... there's so many scouts at those games. Oh. So many. The amount of times I've sat there and I've seen like a guys wearing Liverpool jackets and stuff like that, and you just know they're scouts. They've got a pad or they've you've got an iPhone or something like that. But there's, there's players, there's players there. there. You're yeah. just looking for again. You're looking for the finer details, and uh, there are there's going to be more. There's always going to be more players that come out of it, and you're going to go like, uh, and it is on people to go. You know, hands up. I I didn't see that. I've ne- I haven't seen that when I've yeah. watched them play. Yeah, um, but yeah, no, there's, there's there's loads like it in that level. Loads. Like it. Here's a question for you, Justin. What, do you think that the under twenty three mm. league is better off than when we had the reserve leagues? You get a lot of old pros yeah. saying now the reserve league is ten times but, better. It's so much better for. But 
the, the problem, and this is this is the problem with first team football, and I think football in general at the moment now is yeah, I'm, yeah. I'd, I'd agree with that. Let's go back to the old days when it was the reserve league and you had a mix, but now the first team players, most of them would turn their nose up, or they they they, they, they yeah, they're going to half ass it through them games. That's yeah. when it's no good. So that and that is the problem. I'm because say if 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 it could be replicated from how it was 20 years ago, where the first team players are coming back from injury, they're giving it from tilt, they're yeah. dragging the 18s up, yeah. showing them that this is the level, this is where you need to be to get into the first team. But when I've seen it, there's, there's always a couple of rare occasions where some will play down and boss it. Like I remember watching Virgil van Dijk when he was on strike at Southampton, playing yeah. for Southampton's 23s. The Monday night, I'd like to add. So that goes back into that whole sacrifice thing. <laughs> when you're going down to Southampton for a seven o'clock kickoff, you ain't getting back to one o'clock. Um, but yeah, so Virgil played. Um, he was captain of the 23s. Bossed it. Like literally, not even one level above. Two, three levels above. Scored a goal in the game. Did everything. Like considering, I was expecting him to stink the place out because he was on strike. He was yeah. waiting for that move. Fair play to him, bossed it 100%. He was on a level. I I went back after that. But bearing in mind, my role at City was an academy scout. I, Off the back of that game, I said, I gave him an A grade, and I rarely give out A grades. And I was just like, sign him, stick him alongside John Stones, and yeah. he will take John Stones to a whole new level. It doesn't matter what the price is. And look, I know... I, uh, I don't know for definite why City didn't do Virgil van Dijk, Money but might. but you cannot put a price on a player like that. If it's a hundred, no. it's a hundred mil, hundred mil, just yeah. do it because yeah, he he's that type of guy. He 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 wins. That's you interesting. League. If he had gone City, Liverpool would no, not leave. No, hundred percent. Virgil van Dijk. That's Everyone interesting to about learn Salah, about Mane. It was Virgil van Dijk all along. Sorry. Yeah, that's interesting to learn how how he behaved in that game because. You'd have thought being on strike, putting the twenty threes, you'd sort of kick up a fuss, but that's actually quite a testament, and, and that's actually quite interesting learning that about him. Character, mate, character. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I yeah. went with a preconceived notion of looking at the team sheet, thinking, "Oh, he's just going to be sulking. He's going to be dragging yeah. his feet around." I, I came away and was like, off the back of that, I was like, "Yes, that is the perform. That's the type of performance under twenty three football I've been looking for." Yeah. And even for the other Southampton boys, that was the type of performance that says, this is the, if you want to get into the first team, this is the level. You guys are nowhere near that right now. If you want to get there, get to my level. And I was just like, yeah, that's a captain. That's a league. Granted, he was on strikes. Probably not a captain, but (laughs) but he leaded by example on the day. And I was like, 100%, good, just do it. Just do it. Bentaleb did that when we went to see Tottenham, I thought, Rich. I thought, he was the most outstanding player on the pitch and, and you could see him talking the players through the mm. game as well. And so he looked like he did have the attitude. I think he was just on his way back from yeah. injury. Was that? Yeah. So, yeah. And that, that had team the Walker-Peters mm. was playing. Yeah. He's um, a loss. He's a loss in Spurs. Yeah, I agree on that one. Um, I, I think that was too soon. So before we go off on a tangent... Um, <laughs> so yeah, sorry. <laughs> Wolves, Wolves led you to Man City. Um, so just explain how... how how that sort of came about because that's that's you know if 
if you said that get, to most it, lads, it get, RA, that would be a dream. It gets it gets stranger yeah. because I actually left Wolves to go back to Brentford. Um, another guy whose name it will probably become more more known now. Uh, a guy by the name of Miguel Rios. Mm. So, at, in my football career, in my working in the football career, I work for people, good people. I will run through brick walls for the best people who reinvest their time in their staff. Miguel is yeah. one of them now. He is he's the ins he works in the insights department for Watford and Udinese, but but he's oh, okay. the guy who brought he brought Giancarlo Paveda from Barcelona to Brentford. Okay. Now that 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 just kind of sums up the guy's level. Yeah. Um, so he he asked me to come back to Brentford um, after Wolves and just certain people I can't say no to in football when they when they've been so good to me. I, I yeah mm. I returned the favour. Um, so yeah, I went back to Brentford first, and this was around the time it was one of them. I so I got made the head of recruitment for the foundation phase. Now, I'd only been in football a couple of years at that point, three years. Yeah. It was the type of role that was above. I'm quite, I like to think I'm quite humble. And it was one of them where I looked at it and thought, Sank's not right here. So, <laughs> so someone, someone with my background, <laughs> someone with my background should not be getting this type of job role. Okay. And so I started ringing around people, like the guys that were in the role previously. And oh, no, 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 it's, it's a good opportunity. And at the risk of that shows me your drive there justin ringing around people that have been in the same role and and or even just, at that role that that shows me the drive i just i wanted to, to know to, i wanted to, to know what the catch was because i was just like there's got to be something up yeah. here and um and <laughs> you it were was a kit man as well i've <laughs> been happy to do that but, um yeah. but yeah it turned out to be that and as it panned out i was like it was like being the captain of the Titanic, like getting on board at Southampton. I was steering, I was partly in charge of the ship before it hit the iceberg, and that was Brentford's Academy closing. Okay. Yeah. Um, and it was only so it was kind of I was sort of writing on the wall beforehand, and I could see like we didn't have there was a story once of there's a story about so one of our development centers for the younger kids was at a high school in Norfolk. And we only had, to give you an idea, we only had three quarters of that, of a five-a-side, of an 11-a-side AstroTurf pitch. Okay. We would have like under 13s, under 14s and under 15s on three quarters of an AstroTurf. And on the fourth quarter was a group of guys like us playing their Monday night kickabout. Yeah. <laughs> always, yeah. always, the always the way. Always the way. We have it, it our was, training. Uh, like we'll get there and it's like a quarter of a pitch and we cut that. And it was just like, what's going on here? And there was a story about we we were trying to get it rectified and going, oh, we've got to get the whole pitch. And it was like, oh, the academy's credit rating is so poor. We would have been lucky to have got a mobile phone on contract. Yeah. And it was like, oh, no. So, yeah, I was, I kind of, I, I feel bad in a way, but I jumped, I got off the ship before it because I, I just thought not in my name. I had, I had some good relationships with parents there. Okay. And mm. I will. I, I was. I wasn't willing to take that bullet. I wasn't willing to be the face and trying to, trying to nice it up and trying to, oh well, you know, and being politically correct about it. No, it was wrong. It was a horrible decision. 
with rubbish, and I would it, it just it was not in my name. Um, That's fair yeah. enough. So I I kind of jumped, but unfortunately, I left some really good people in there to do it, which I felt bad about. Mm. But it was just one of them, and this is it's a, a ruthless old game. It was, but this was also at a time where. I, I, my, my wife had just had a second child. We just had our second child, and I was out seven days a week. I'd have my nine to five. I'd then go on a Brentford in the evening. I was there's a photo of me with my second with my second child on um on our sofa, and I've got my laptop in front of me on my lap, and I've got him cradled in my arm next to me in my I've Brentford seen that. kit. I may I look back at that now, and I'm like, wow, like how mm. crap how crap a dad are you? Uh, it was <laughs> so yeah. So I was at that stage. It was just like, look, get out. So I got out of Brentford, and a guy by the name of Joe Shields at Man City. Uh, he's in their academy. He's now like the head of academy recruitment. Like he's behind Jaden Sancho, getting Jaden Sancho okay. to City. Taylor oh, really? Richards taking Paveda um, from Brentford to Man City. He's now gone on to Leeds. Leads, um, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, mate, when Man City come calling, you don't say no. no. Um, and I, what was that like going from a from a sort of championship, almost League One outfit? I think when you first joined them, yeah. to then go into the complete other end of the spectrum. You're talking one of the biggest clubs in world football. This this is gonna be this is gonna sound hard for people to understand, but the levels of Brentford's academy was Premier League. It was okay. just at 13, 14, 15. So, like, now the under-18s league, they're littered with Brentford players. Like, Tottenham, yeah. Tottenham have really? got three. Fulham have got four. Man City have still got one. Um, so, the levels of Brentford were ridiculously high. So, the level is going to sound a little That'll bit... That'll be better. interesting for Brentford fans listening to this because it's they almost... Don't, they, they, don't they, don't, they, they don't want to know. They're drinking from the cup of the chairman. The, the club have put a, hot, a spin on it, which they're, they're back in their club. Why would yeah. they? Why would they listen? Because I think the one thing that's always been put to me is I'm a disgruntled employee, ex-employee. I went from Brentford to Man City. I'm not really that disgruntled. No. But yeah. Justin, on that, did you? Did you? Uh, were you at the club when the whole sort of money ball? It was starting. It was starting to come in, in place. It was starting to come in. All um, oh, right. Okay. Did that affect the co- the scouting? Like, did you have to do more data? Ma- ma- mainly first team. Like, you very rare, very rarely will you oh, look right. at data. Um, especially Brentford were a cat two academy, so they weren't. They, they wouldn't have had the resources uh, to go in that deep. But um, but yeah. it was you, the, the guys that were coming in at the time. Just after we left, like there was a free kick coach, throwing coach, sleeping coach, um, which the. Wow. Don't get me wrong, it's really gotten to where they need to get to, but at the same time, they have written off millions and millions and millions of pounds of talent. Like Chris mm. Mep- Chris Meppham's probably the one that sticks out the most. Oh, but, I'm a big fan of Chris Meppham. I know, Rich, you'll know. Alfie little. Mawson <laughs> was one that yeah. could have been in the first yeah. team before now. Um, you know, you're talking yeah. like 15 million in two players, maybe 20 million in two players there. You've then got Pervader and you've just got so many litters in like the under 18s league coming through now. Wow. Man City just had one on the bench for the Premier League games a couple of weeks ago, Luke Mbete. He went for nothing. 
Um, mm. Yeah, like the level, the levels at Brentford were ridiculous, and I think because of the levels at Brentford wow. was what got me the job at City, because in people in people in academy football knew that the levels at Brentford were ridiculous. Um, okay. So so yeah, luckily Joe gave me the chance, but the, so the, there was don't get me wrong, there was still a, there was still an increase in levels. So again, like I said, it's the exact same thing you guys look at where you're just looking for better players than what you've got. So know what you've got in the yeah. building and try and find better. That that is that is yeah. it. Like just try and find players, try and find players with abilities that are the same as the ones we've got, just better. Like yeah. That's yeah. yeah, some people say no, it's more than that, but that's how I've always scouted. Just look for something that's better than what we've got or something that's completely different and really good. It's yeah. With a lot of academies looking at uh, uh... Yeah. Called foreign players. Do you do you tend to get sent abroad to to have a look at players for like say two or three only, weeks? Only once or... city. Um, I went to yeah. an amazing trip to Spain um, to watch. It was like Ajax, Dortmund, Bayern Munich, Barcelona, Real Madrid, and an absolutely amazing experience. Um, but that's been yeah. the only time. And it's like at the clubs I've worked for, they've always like City. They always had teams. Of scouts in them areas, so we never really yeah. need the senior, the senior guys would have, but not me. Um, I wouldn't have been needed to, but it's in a way my mindset has always been that if I'm somewhere else, I could be missing a player, I could be missing a trialist at one of my clubs that weekend, and then that would just piss me yeah. off for uh, the rest of the season, being like, oh, I've missed out on this one. I hate, hate, um, hate missing yeah. out. Just on that, what would the sort of comparison be between the number of uh, the number of say under eighteen to real the, the real young ages be? How many scouts would Brentford have, and the, and then how many would Man City have? Brent, Roughly, Brent, yeah. I mean, Brentford's Brentford were a bit of an anomaly because we 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 just clout, we just literally swamped the market, so we had loads of volunteers. But like, I when I was doing the foundation phase in nines to twelves, we had 40 scouts across South London, East London, North London, West London, Hearts, Bucks, Burks, wow. Surrey. Um, so lots of scouts, whereas at Man City, you're, you're, more, you're working more regional. So you'll have in London, in the South, we were a team of six. Okay. Uh, but you, you're only, again, with them, you're only looking at the academies. Yeah, you're not um, looking at, yeah. at, at like the grassroots level. Yeah, no, you you just signed a set number of teams, whereas at your Brentfords, at your QPRs, you're you just looking everywhere, just yeah. fight fine players. We're, so you're almost you're almost relying on those sort of clubs to do yeah, half cherry, of the job for you. Cherry picking, that's all yeah. it is. Just glorified cherry picking. We like your best player. Can, can, can we take we him? will have him yes yeah pretty much it's yeah it's that that's but that's like, and i get it like you'll you'll get fans of clubs in the lower leagues that will go oh you know this is you know why are we doing this what's the point we're getting like little or no money for it but then you've got like um ben knight at ipswich i think it's rumored he went to man city for like seven hundred and fifty thousand. Ipswich won't even get that for some of their first team players out uh, of contract at no. the end of the season. No, yeah. and Ben Knight might, uh, yeah. might not make it at Man City yeah. in, in terms of the first team level. 
So all of a sudden, you then got so even though yes, cherry picking, but cherry picking happens everywhere. It happens yeah. at your level. If you see a player playing in say the top the top club in Ellsbury Ellsbury District, you go and take him. That's football. That's football. Yeah, with levels, yeah. 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 But um, say the it under, even happens at the highest level, doesn't it? You know, it's just you a, go back to Man City yeah. signing Sterling. Yeah, Bush. Yeah, but it, it's like it's, it's no different in business. Headhunting. No, exactly. it, people get emotional in football about it, but it happens. So, like some people will say, "Oh, academy recruitment. Oh, it's not right. It's not fair." But then the academy take the best players from grassroots. Mm. How's that fair? Like at least when you do academy to academy recruitment, there's a compensation involved. Yeah. When academies take them from grassroots, where's the compo? You're lucky. You might get some match tickets. You might get a bit of equipment. Most clubs won't do that. No. So it's it, it's just it's just the way of life. It's just a cycle. It's mm. I I understand you know people get upset about it and get emotional about it. But it's just football. It's, it's just life. It's just yeah. business. It's, it's, well, Harvey Elliott went for a yeah, and, big fee. And, I, and I, see, I, I, mean, you know. I see people saying, oh, it was like three million or so, even up to six million. He'll, go for, he'll probably go for more than that if he, do, if he doesn't make it in Liverpool. Oh. So it's all relative. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, but then yeah. Fulham fans can't get high and mighty about it because they bought him from QPR. Mm. So it's, and QPR's mm. a, a lot of Fulham fans club. don't know that, will they? Probably not. Because he went, I think he was quite young. He might have been somewhere between 11 and 13. Mm. And then QBR fans can't be upset because they took him from a grassroots club. Mm. It's just just, <laughs> just a cycle. But yeah. it's, yeah, it's every level. Go- going on from that, I mean, the, the, I think we've spoken before, but the one thing I've always thought of is not, a scout's job's not always just yeah, to look at the footballing ability and, and what they can do on a pitch. It's also that the character. Now, Maurizio Pochettino mm. always spoke about when, when looking at players himself that the character has to be spot on for the football club. That's something you currently look at as well. 110%. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll be open about it. Um, I, I used to overlook them type of things, them flags, so that as a story, a bit of a background. So when, um, when we got Keshi Anderson in from Barton, I, I, you're always you're mm. always looking anything you can get hold of. So his his Twitter page was like his 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 profile picture was like a picture of him and his mates hoods up like a bottle of cognac or something like that. And was like that's not a good sign. Yeah, I got onto his um, got onto his manager or the, it was the reserve team manager Barton at the time. Said get him to change that. That's you know if if this is the level he wants to be at. He needs to forget about that. By the time he'd come in to Brentford, that that picture had been changed, um, and and then yeah, has then and then gone on, and he's, he's he's having a great career for himself in the football league. But it, it just showed me that characters. I the, the the phrase I live off at the moment is talent gets you to the top, character character keeps you there. Yeah, like it's. Yeah, hand, yeah. Harry Kane. and that's the character got it. Like, where I say talent gets you there, character keeps you there. Harry Kane was both of that all the way top. I've heard it from uh, Richard Allen. He was the Spurs head of recruitment at the time when Harry was there. And the story was Harry was always in that kind of category to be released year on year, like free release, not like just not felt, but he always had 
like coaches will always go, well, we'll give him another year, we'll give him another year, we'll give him another year. Kicked claws and look at him now. It's mm. about, yeah, character, hundreds. You can have all the ability in the world, but if you want to be the best in the world, yeah. you've got to have the character. But they have this nature versus nurture um, kind of debate in football. I'm always nurture. You've got to work at it. Talent will get you there. Talent will get you into that conversation. But if you yeah. want to win that conversation, you've got to work like Ronaldo, the amount of work Ronaldo's done. Yeah. And and but that, that but that can correlate oh. to your Sunday team. That can correlate to Saturday. Work harder, work harder 100%. than your teammates. And you you'll be and you'll become better. Kick 100%. a ball against the wall, work on your control on your non-dominant foot. Just simple that's the thing. Sometimes people overcomplicate football. Just do the simple things. Yeah. Repeat them, get better at them over yeah. time, and then move on to your next weakness. It's that the, I can relate to that so much, and it's something that me and me and Andy are, you know, my first team manager as well. He, he, we, the one thing we look for, as as well as their ability, hundred, is that character. If they don't have that character, and this is even at a non-league level, which what was step seven, step six. No. We won't have any of it. So if, if they have if they've got that can't bother to train. Da, 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 yeah. We just won't have it. It's, you've got to have that character because it just breeds yeah. around the dressing room as well. And I've seen it at that level. I've seen the arrogance from some players where they have all the ability in the world. Um, I ain't churning uh, up on a Tuesday yeah. night, that type of thing. And it's just yeah. like you've got so much ability. Why be like that? You know, just knuckle down. And 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 be the player you can be, and you could go higher. You know, there's so oh, many players. So many, really. How many players we've seen that that's that's just so depressing to see. Um, so yeah, it, it just happens happens at every level. I can completely understand it. How many pro footballers have you seen that have just gone completely yeah, off the map? Yeah. yeah, because and you've heard about it. Their attitude just being and it's the most. Stinking. I think it's the most frustrating you know, thing as a as a football fan. Yeah. Hearing about players that are professional footballers and not having the right character, like we would all die for a, half, a quarter of yeah. what they've got, and they just sack it in, and it's like, no, 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 no. It's for me. Mm. It. I used to be always looking for the ability. Now I'm looking for the ability, but if the character's not there, then I'm not interested. I will. I will write players off if the character. Wow. So there was an example last season. I was watching a game, and um, and the it was the the team were winning comfortably. They got one penalty, and the striker looks over. Like the dad's shouting over to the striker, and it's his boy, and he tells him to take the penalty with a particular. Oh, go go out with your left foot, son. Misses it. Um. And then the player's sulking around. He gets another penalty. The dad shouts, do it with your right, son. And he, he goes and misses with his right foot. Oh, no. <laughs> Look, he scored He scored another goal in the game. But after that, I was just like, no, big red, no, no, mm. no, 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 no. I don't care. I do not care if you if you're, if you're you can score 20 goals that season. Because I don't who was want... that? Who, who was that? Can you say? Ah, I can't no. say that. I can't say that, Rich. <laughs> no, that's fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> but, um, but, Love it, Rich. But you, um, Love that, Rich. but yes, like, you can because it's my job at the end of the day. If I give him, if I give him like an A because our oh, best player on the pitch, um, done this, done that, done this, and then he comes in and the coaches are like, "What on earth is he?" 
And you're kind of thinking, so like going back to that Keshi Anderson thing, Keshi would have signed, and me having seen that profile photo, that, that should have raised the flag. If he'd have come in and it'd have been like, oh, his attitude ain't great, I'd have been like, eh, Justin, I think. But at the time, I was blinded by, let's get the boy in, let's try and get a player signed. Yeah. But now I'm a bit, because I've been in it a bit longer, I don't just want to get a player signed because you do have a duty of care. Um, I don't, I don't want to get a player signed and then yeah. him come out the same, come out at the end of that season because I failed. My job is to, is to find players yeah. that go on to the first team and do well at the first team. I don't want players to get signed and get released after a year or two years, especially if it was something that I could have done, if it was character. Yeah, yeah character's just massive, 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 massive. Do you have a real, you know, when you do find a player, a young lad, and there may be, you know, when you've been watching him, it's not necessarily your job mm. to coach him as such, but do you ever yeah, give I, 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 words I of wisdom to, or advice? To, and, um, you know. So most of the players I've ever into somewhere, I'll always try and keep contacts with. Uh, this, this one will go back to Rich. Yeah. So a uh, goalkeeper, he's now at Harrogate Town. A uh, lad by the name of Melvin Minter. He, um, he was the goalkeeper from Soccer AM last season. Uh, he's, he's great, great character. Absolutely amazing character. He was brilliant <laughs> at darling the season. I hope I just pray he gets a chance. But um, so he was the first first scouting game Simon that I ever went to, and I went with Rich. Yeah. And um the funny story was about what drew me to him. Now, this is this is a this is for any any parents, kids, or any kids that are watching, or any grown men that still want to try and make it in as far as they can in the game. The bit that got me excited about Melvin was a save from a free kick that was offside. So the whistle had already gone. The player had still headed it, and Melvin from about two yards away, pulled off a ridiculous reflex save. Yeah. And me and Rich just both looked at each other and went, wow. <laughs> and and still still to this day, look, I, I, I like to keep in contact with him, but it just, it becomes with a family yeah. and the jobs, it's difficult. But infrequently, I try yeah. to catch up with him. So when he when he went into Harrogate at the beginning of the season, I was, I was over the moon for him. You want to see you want to see everyone mm. do well and you want to see everyone reach their potential. But I've got, yeah, I try to look. There could be a parent who might turn around going, hang on a minute, you ain't spoken to me in ages when you help my kids. But it's, <laughs> it's, it's not deliberate. We, we invest we invest in them players. Seems- we believe, you believed in them for a reason. Yeah. So you just see it through. You try and help them just get to the best level they can get to, wherever it, whether it be Harrogate Town, whether it be yeah. uh, Man City, whether it be to Ellsbury. Just, just like yeah, you try your best. Um, so yeah, I'd I'd like to think that most scouts out there do it. Um, so yeah, so the so Palace is is always going to look like an odd one because going from Man City to Crystal Palace, um, just like yeah, it's why you know you're at the you're at the Champions of England. You know, yeah. the last season they won the Youth Cup, the Under 18 Premier League. Under 18 Premier Cup. Um, but what got me for Palace was a guy who's my, my line manager there, a guy called Wes Award, who 
is he was the he used to work for the FA as a talent scout. Um, big big Spurs fan as well, so that always that's always a pull. <laughs> always a pull. But um, he just said like, look, this we're we're going to Cat One. So they they were historically a Cat Two academy, so they were in there with your QPRs, um, your Watfords, and they were moving up to Cat One. And he was like, we've got similar role to what you've been doing. Um, it's a smaller team. You'll have more of a say in the players that get signed. I was just like, yeah, yeah, sign me up, sign me up. It's not about, I think it goes back, oh, was it Tony Adams or someone who said, it's not about the name on the back of it, it's, it's about the badge on the front of it. Whereas with academy recruitment, yeah. it's not about the badge on the front, it's about the people you're working with. Um, so, yeah, so with Palace, mm-hmm. it was just a case of, it was always going to be a gamble leaving Man City, but role the, the, the chance to to be more directly involved in players coming in was just yeah that that's what I live for is trying to get players in the yeah. building try and give kids opportunities um and try and get kids into the first team but um so yeah but it's, it's nice to be at Palace though because they've also got Tyreek Mitchell um yeah. who is he an played ex- tonight didn't he oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. he ex Brentford Academy boy yeah good player so it's nice to be at clubs like that that like that they do invest, especially Palace, yeah. they do invest in the youth. So they had, so yeah, there was, there's there's always been that kind of unnatural tie through Keshi. I was just a couple of years too late to take the credit for it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, even just like seeing Tyreek, it's, it's amazing. Um, the, the Crystal Palace guy's done great work to get him in and now they're flying and yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's, yeah, it's, I've got, I feel like, and this is no knock on Man City, um, but it's it's a bit easier to get a boy playing in the Premier League for Crystal Palace than it is at Man City. Um, yeah, of course. And that and that's that's yeah. the dream. That is, uh, so when when we try and help people out, like so when we try and keep in contact with the players we recommend, people because people don't help out that often in the world nowadays. People are always suspicious of oh, why you're helping out, why you're trying to do things. All I want from the end of my scouting career is all hopefully all I want is the shirts of the boys that I've recommended playing in the first teams of the club yeah. that's all I want it's like all you know when like, you go to like you know league clubs and they've got their former players shirts in their clubhouse yeah. that's, that's all I want yeah. all I want yeah, yeah. is um, is to see players that I've recommended so we've got one at the moment um, I'm conscious. I don't want to put names on them because they're not uh, they're not in the first team at the moment. So I don't want to overhype them. But no, um, you don't have to. So there's Sorry. a lad at top. I'm gonna do it anyway. Um, he's a boy by the name of Tim Latutla. He um, so I I yeah. scouted him in a in a park and it was a five aside tournament in Enfield. It was about ten minutes away from Tottenham's training ground. Should never ever ever have got him. Like literally, I could have thrown a stone from where I was watching him and hit the top of the training ground and got him to Brentford. So we got him signed at Brentford. Brentford's closed and he's not, he's now at Tottenham. He's the under 18 captain. Yeah. Been in with England, bringing in with England camps, France. He's been invited to France. Big prospect. Big prospect. If there, he it? plays yeah. for the first team at the Tottenham Stadium. And I don't even work for Tottenham, had nothing to do with getting him in at Tottenham. With it being my club, yeah. If he gets a chance, even for the twenty threes, if he gets a chance to play at Tottenham Stadium, 
COVID won't stop me being there. <laughs> um, that kid as a 12 and 13 year old in the Tottenham Stadium. Yeah, yeah that's it. That's they, they ain't gonna get much better than that. Other than maybe, other than maybe a player at City winning the Premier League, yeah, or or a cup or the FA Cup or something like that. Yeah. That is. So if there's any parents out there, especially parents of players that I've worked with, that's all. That's all I want. When if they get the chance to make it to the big time, just a shirt would be would be amazing. That's it. That that just that justifies it for me. <laughs> we'll <laughs> we'll put him in the promo <laughs> for it. We're, we're at him in it and see what he says. But um, what well, talking of COVID? Oh, how has that affected? So do you know what? I I have to big up to Crystal Palace. They've when when some clubs bigger so called bigger clubs have furloughed staff. Crystal Palace have paid us all the way through, and wow. they've. Okay. I mean, we we've had video Amazing. reports, and we've been effective, and we've done. So the majority of it is sitting in front of a laptop, um, watching games. We've just been watching match reports, match reports after match reports, just trying to identify. So, it's. I think for us at the moment, and I've always been this way inclined. Some people will be, oh, it's all about stats and intelligence, and it they. It is to an extent. It's wiping out the. It's never going to wipe out the need completely. Scouting, but for me, video scouting is talent identification. Live scouting is talent confirmation. Mm. So all we're doing at the moment is just blitzing, mm. trying to watch as much football as we can, building up a database. So when uh, was it March the 29th? When that's done, we're out there and we're watching. We hopefully it's just a case of watching the players that we've highlighted. And we get them in the door um, at Palace, but no, the, the team, the team have been brilliant. We've already had one player signed. Um, and yeah, it's been uh, it's it's All been right. great work. But yeah, like I say, Palace have been amazing because some clubs have just uh, haven't been as good to their scouts. And brilliant. Uh, no, it's been. Yeah. I, I just wanted to, you know, we'll, we'll probably yeah. look at sort of ending it fairly soon. But I just wanted to. I just wanted to ask one question. So if you've, yeah, if you've watched so much football of 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 you know your sort of sixteen eighteen level, yeah, um, who would you say um, is the sort of biggest prospect coming through the English game? Um, so let's. Oh. <laughs> I was going to say, give me let's top avoid three, the obvious. But, right, okay. so, so people like it's Jude Bellingham. It's, it's, like, it's, it's not an obvious one. Okay, go on. Hit. Uh, okay. Um, what guys in the oh, academy course. recruitment will know him? Um, he's now in the first team at Reading. It's a lad called Dejan Tetic. Okay. Uh, people get hung up. People get hung up right. on compensation and the amount, the lack, or the amount of it. I would have happily signed off on Man City paying a million pounds for that boy at fifteen or sixteen. Wow. He was a joy to watch. I would, I would have paid cash to have watched him play as an under-15 and as an under-16. Such okay. an intelligent footballer. Not the tallest, but in terms of intelligence, game intelligence, he sees pitches. He can play He can play in front of the back four. He can yeah. play in the middle. He can play as a 10. Creative, scores goals, creates the chances for others to score. As a, he, he has probably been, if someone said to me, who's probably the most famous, who's your favourite one that no one's heard of? Granted, he's in the first team squad now at Reading and he's probably not hit the level, say, like a Michael Elise is doing. Yeah. But but 
if someone was to oh, say to me, at the two, who would you have? I would have Dejan Tetic. Okay. He's just an absolute joy. You'd come away from Reading and being like, I enjoyed that. Like, him, yeah, it took me an hour to get here. It might have been freezing cold. Yeah. My favourite. Yeah, my favourite one. Just that's great. That's been fantastic, Justin. Thank you. Bad yeah. lads. Uh, it's talking I mean... football. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, mate, the time's flown by and I've, I've loved every minute. Honestly, I've loved every minute of it. And that's why we're doing this podcast. So we can, you know, we know a little bit about the game in, in certain areas, but we don't know everything. And it's just, you know, that's why we're here to just have to talk hey. football from different aspects. Hey, thanks, I no, absolutely guys, love thanks it. for having me. Thanks, thanks, like, thanks so much for coming you say on. Where you guys are saying you don't maybe know as much about my side, but with, with the podcast and the different people you're going to be speaking to, I'm going to be listening because I don't know about the A-League as much as I should or uh, the American League and things like that. So the fact that you're covering a broad spectrum, I, and this is the beauty of lockdown. Yeah. So many podcasts, learn, improve. It's, yeah, no, 100%. Nice one. Wow, that's completely blown my mind. That that was just the track. best Aaron whatever Talking football, but that 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 was like 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 Justin said, three blokes sat in a pub chatting football. Yeah, brilliant. Um, we've missed this sort of stuff massively, and and just to talk about such a um, not well known part of the game, uh, learn lots from you know from some of the stuff he was talking about is brilliant. Uh, incredible. I mean, look, we had a few sound issues at the end. There's something I can't help, but. It, uh, some of the stuff we went through, I mean, the Jude Bellingham for, for a start, you know, having to yeah. see grading, like, which is honest. You, know, you explain a bit more. It's honest, you know, he could have easily just gave him an A because of the name. Um, and no one at Man City would have sort of batted an eyelid, but him, him sort of telling the truth, we, he has to, that, that is his job. He's been asked to go and look at that player out at that game and he has to give an honest feedback f- from what he's seen so um, I can imagine there are quite a few people out there who would have just given A's um, yeah. but for him to show that honesty just that just sums him up yeah it was just such an honest and frank chat you know it's, it's affected a lot of his life um, but his dedication his hard work to get where he has got to in such a short amount of time is just so commendable. It's just, it's just brilliant. And, and you know, he absolutely I, loves his job, loves yeah. his job. I know the sacrifices he's made and he knows I know. So it, it, I, I'm, I'm so proud of him. So proud of yeah. him. But, you know, look where he is now. And, and um, yeah, he's, you know, he's a Premier League scout. You know, it's just, is there a better job in f- f- football for aspiring, you know, football He might fanatic? argue that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, you know, playing and, you know, playing and, and coaching yeah. or whatever. But, you know, to be a scout has got the next best thing. Mm. Watching football as a hobby, mm. effectively. You know, Probably uh, getting paid for it. And, and getting, yeah, you know, so, oh, unbelievable. Cracking. Um Who's up next, Jam? To be honest, Rich, I'm going to keep this one as a surprise. I'm thinking we announced the guest this week on our Twitter and Instagram pages. So you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Our Twitter is at Hitting Areas Pod. And our Instagram 
is at Hitting the Areas Podcast. Join us next time on the Hitting the Areas Podcast.